trail runners welcome back to chasing gold we're talking to some of the top athletes coming to this year's black canyon 100k shooting for those two golden tickets here in the desert on today's show we have cole watson from sacramento california he's a former track and field and cross-country runner from the university of oregon he has had multiple attempts here going for a golden ticket the past few years Will this be his year? We'll wait to find out. Cole, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jamil. It's an honor to be on. We're really excited to uh, have you out here taking your first stab at Black Canyon this year back in the desert. Uh, we've had you out here at Havelina before, and it's it's been fun to watch you over the last couple of years. So we're just excited to see you back at another golden ticket race here in 2023. Let's uh, get right into it here. I'd love to hear about your buildup this year. Uh, how has your training been going? What kind of workouts have you been doing? Can you give us a little bit of insights? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, since Western States, I've changed coaches. I was I used to be coached by Ryan Gelfi, and he moved on to new ventures uh, away from trails and tarmac. And so I've uh, transitioned to Brett Hornig and... Um, since CIM, I did that in December. Uh, we've just like worked on a lot of fatigue resistance stuff for me because I've been close and in the mix in several golden ticket races, maybe leading or being in the top three, being in a podium spot, you know, up until maybe 50 or 55 miles and not being able to finish it off. So a lot of the work that we've been doing is, um, just trying to like do longer warmups, maybe 90 minutes or two hours. And then I'll do some faster, uh, flatter repeats or hill repeats. And, and also have added some back to back long runs into the mix, which I've never really done or been a fan of just cause I thought they were a little risky. Um, but if you do them appropriately and have someone smart, like Brett in your corner, uh, we seem to get by just fine. Yeah, it seems like a great transition of coaches there. Now, when you say back-to-back -back long runs, how far would you say that you would go on each of those? Yeah, um, well, we also like switched to just a minutes-based format too. Um, and I used to always just work well with just being prescribed mileage, but Brett's been doing minutes. Um, so it would be like two hours and four hours, um, but it ended up like doing a, a flat two-hour run you know, it's going to maybe be around 20 miles and then doing a four hour hilly run might be about 22, depending on how much vert you get. So it turned out to be 20 and 20 miles. Right on. So you're trying to get some of that simulation for what you're going to experience at a Black Canyon, having that more runnable downhill start and then that hillier second half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just core specificity. Nice. Well, that's great. It seemed like I was checking out your Strava. You're peaking out around 90 miles a week for your couple peak weeks here in this buildup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that is a little bit less than what I've done in the past. I've really felt confident being around like 110 and doing some weeks at 120 and 130 sometimes, depending on the race and the time and all that stuff. But, um, it was a shorter buildup. I, I did train pretty hard for CIM um, and I did, I didn't hit my goal in that mainly because, uh, after 30 kilometers, I had a hamstring issue and I just had to jog it in for, you know, out of fear of injuring myself pretty bad. So I took about a week off after CIM, which I would have done anyway, if I would have ran really well. 
Um, and so we had about seven to eight weeks to work with. And, uh, you know, Brett just encouraged me that we were going to build off this performance after Black Canyon, regardless of what happens golden ticket wise um, and have somewhere to go with it. So I think that's a big reason that we kind of kept the, the overall time down, the overall mileage and, and didn't get crazy with the vert. But we did a little bit more than probably is necessary to succeed at, at Black Canyon still just to kind of overemphasize and trivialize, you know, the race. It's pretty cool to see guys coming over from the track cross country and road scene into the trail and ultra. It seems like it's happening more and more these days. Does that excite you as someone who did that? Would you have advice for anyone out there that is making that transition? Yeah. I mean, now more than ever, there's opportunity for that. I had my sets on being a miler and being a professional track athlete from the moment I entered the university of Oregon. And by the time I left, that wasn't really a reality. And, um, just about then it seemed like, uh, sponsorship and trail was becoming more of a reality and it was a great opportunity for me, um, to get exposure and really just like see the world. Like it's been incredible. For those that aren't familiar with you and your your past and getting into the sport, do you want to walk us through a little bit about your background and how you made it to these golden ticket races? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I ran track and cross country my whole life and ultimately ended up running at the University of Oregon. And uh, after I graduated, I like I said, I was I didn't have anyone knocking on my door for, for a contract for track, um, but I wanted to stay connected to running. So I started coaching cross country and track at a community college back in my hometown in Southern Oregon. And I also started working at a uh, running store, Rogue Valley Runners in Ashland, Oregon, which is owned by Hal Kerner and Ryan Gelfie worked there and David Laney and Brett. Doesn't uh, take so, long to fall into the ultra scene if you're hanging around Hal and, and company. Totally. Yeah. They just ushered me in uh, right, right then and there. And, and really, I, I wanted to do some road stuff right after um, college and, and do a half marathon and a marathon. And, and, and those were successful, but uh, they quickly got me into a trail race. And after that, I, I didn't, I wasn't, that wasn't my priority anymore. <laughs> Nice. Um, and I was taking a look, your first, um, you had a couple 50 K wins early in your ultra career, and then you have this nice streak at these golden ticket races. So 2020 Bandera 100 K you took third and then Canyons hundred K you took fifth and Havelina 100 mile. I believe your debut hundred miler, you got third in 2021. Uh, so I love I mean, as much as I'd love to see you already got a ticket, I love the storyline of of guys like you coming back, chasing the golden tickets. I think it's uh, it's a really interesting storyline. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I was really fortunate uh, after Havelina, my, my sponsor, Hoka, gave me a sponsor spot to run Western States in 2022. And I ended up getting 16th there. And I, you know, I, I really... I was a little hesitant to take it just because I really wanted to earn my spot by racing. But I mean, it, it's so competitive now. You just don't know if, if the stars are going to align in these races. So that's ultimately why I ended up taking the sponsor spot. But, um, you know, I didn't get back in. I, I got 16th. So, I mean, that's why, why I'm racing Black Canyon is to take another crack at it and, and earn my way back to Western States. 
Well, I don't think anyone's going to fault you for taking that sponsor slot. Uh, that's what they're for. They're for. Uh, yeah. So how are you preparing um, for this potential 70-degree day, uh, which is funny to say that is about what the forecast is for Black Canyon City right now, but we're seeing rain and snow out there today. Um, I'm imagining coming from Sacramento, have you guys seen some warmer temperatures? Have you been able to get some heat training in? You know, I've been looking at both, uh, yeah, at, at the Phoenix weather and, and stuff like that. And, and it's been kind of similar. Um, we've had some, some times in the early mornings where it's in the mid thirties and everything. And then it's warming up to the, the mid sixties. I think we, we've only had a couple 70 degree days, but, um, like I did for Western States and Havelina, I've implemented, implemented a lot of sauna training post post runs and uh it seemed to really help me kind of take the the extreme intensity off of it and the shock to the system um by adding in that sauna work so so have you had a chance to run on the black canyon course at all or is this going to be a a totally fresh experience for you yeah it'll be a totally fresh experience for me i mean with the live streams that have come out in the last couple years it's been really awesome to be able to see it so um i feel like i you know, with my eyes, like I kind of have an idea of what I can wrap my mind around, but, uh, just as far as like the footing and everything, um, I have no clue and it will be an adventure. Yeah, for sure. Now that's an interesting point. You mentioned taking a look at those live streams. Are you, are you someone who's going back and kind of scrubbing through the footage to kind of see how the field is enveloping during that day? Or is it just, you kind of watched it maybe a year ago when the race happened? Uh, I've, I've recently picked through it. Um, I, yeah, I watched it when it happened, but then I went back just to refresh my memory. Cause like, I'm actually going to be partaking this year. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I think you can learn a lot, um, just kind of, uh, how the packs are forming and when they're starting to spread out and, uh, just seeing how people are looking at different portions of, of the race. And, you know, I think the last couple of years, it's been pretty warm actually, uh, warmer than what's even forecasted. But um, yeah, there's a lot to be learned. It seems like an interesting new dynamic that definitely should be part of any serious athletes training and build up and, and kind of research into maybe their fellow athletes or what they're doing out there. When are they starting to put ice, things like that? It's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. It's certainly like, like game film and like all the other sports. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, do you have any family, friends, or crew pacing out there? Is Jocelyn going to be out there amongst her uh, her duties as as working for Hoka out at the race this year? Yeah, yeah. I think she's going to be able to manage to see me at, at the few the few spots that you can crew, and so she'll be there uh, helping me swap out water bottles and giving me ice if if it's necessary and whatnot. Will you have a pacer? Uh, no, no pacer. Uh, what about your race day hydration and nutrition? I was recently listening to Finn's podcast with you, the single track podcast, and you were talking about, you had some tough lessons learned from Western States endurance run that you're maybe experimenting going forward with. Yeah. You know, I, I've only run, uh, a few hundred K's and, and 200 milers really. Yeah. Just 200 K's and 200 milers. Um, so the nutrition and these longer ultras has been a, a, like an ever learning process for me. Um, and, uh, I, I really was overdoing like my caloric intake, especially with, 
the liquid uh, at Western States. I did some long runs that were five to six hours and it was fine. But like the ratio and the concentration I was doing for, you know, 13, 14, 15 hours and that heat um, just gave me a gut bomb. And I, I was throwing up once I crossed the river. So I've definitely backed it off a bit. I'm trying some different, uh, some other different products, no partnerships or anything like that, but um, just kind of guessing and checking. Uh, but I think we got it kind of dialed down. At least it, it went great for this buildup, these, these eight weeks. And so I, I'm confident that the new plan will, will do me well. Could you shed any light on your race day strategy in terms of position, positioning yourself? Are you someone who is going to hang with the pack and see how it plays out? Or are you going to keep an eye on any, any folks trying to break away from the pack? Um, I mean, I definitely don't want to be the leader. That would probably make me uncomfortable. Um, and I also am uncomfortable being back in 20th or 30th. So I'm, I'm going to put myself, you know, around the top 10, you know, in the, in the mix where I can see the podium most likely. And that's where I've always raced. And I think the difference between those other few times where I raced around the podium and now is that I've, I just worked on a lot of the fatigue resistance stuff and I'm, you know, a few years older and wiser and stronger. So, yeah. Well, that's great. Good stuff. Uh, we are going to move into our fast paced 10 question fartlek round. Now, are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll give it our best go. All right. First question. What sneakers are you going to be wearing at the black Canyon 100 K? Uh, the Tecton X. All right. Second. What was your first ultra marathon? When was it? And where was it? Uh, it was the North Face 50K in San Francisco, the Ren Headlands, and I think it was 2016 or 2017. I'm not, I think it was the, yeah, December of 2016. Yeah. Nice, classic. Uh, third one, you get to choose the song that you walk out to at the Black Canyon 100K at the start. What's it going to be? I don't know the name of it, but the Stone Cold Steve Austin entrance when the glass shatters. Oh, yeah. nothing better than the Texas Rattlesnake. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> uh, this race can have a variability in weather, as we've seen. Uh, which would you prefer, very hot or very wet? Um, I'd prefer it to be very hot, actually. Yeah. You think it can handle that heat better? Yeah, I've, I, you know, I am from Oregon, but I, since living in Sacramento and, and really working on the heat, I've come to like it a little bit more and feel like I can tolerate it better than the wet, sloppy conditions. Nice. We'll see what we get this weekend. All right. Number five, I'm sure you're heading to that grocery store every week when you're putting all that training in. What is one guilty pleasure that always seems to find its way into your grocery cart? <laughs> My wife gets really mad because I'm always sneaking in just a big old tub of ice cream. In there. Ice cream. I, I eat a lot of ice cream probably maybe six nights a week. It's amazing there pro that there aren't more ice cream sponsorships with ultra runners come to find out. <laughs> uh, number six, what is the first word that comes to mind when I say Black Canyon 100K? Uh, I guess golden ticket. Okay. Right on. <laughs> Number seven. Do you have any race day superstitions? 
no, not really. I mean, I go through some of the same motions, but I'm not going to lose it if I don't, you know, tie my shoelaces the same way every time. Right on. Come race day, are you going shades or no shades? I think maybe no shades. I wore shades at Javelina, but what do you? What would you recommend? <laughs> I mean, I rarely wear shades myself, um, so I don't know. I think yeah. I think it's personal preference on that one. I'll bring them, maybe sure, I'll <laughs> just in case. Yeah, I mean, they're saying it might be partly cloudy on Saturday, so that could maybe help things out a little bit. All right, do you have a secret weapon in the second half of your race? Uh, I wish I did. Um, I, I guess just, uh, the confidence that I've, I've put in the work done the miles you've been there. Yeah. Uh, and number 10, finally, what place are you finishing this year's black Canyon hundred K? Uh, I would like to be one of the, be the winner. <laughs> nice. Love it. Awesome. Well, thank you, Cole, for your time and best of luck. We'll see you at the start line on Saturday. Thanks, Jamil.